Hello and welcome to the Lakeshore Records podcast on cue with. I'm your host, Gene Priest, and in this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with the incredibly talented producer, singer, multi-instrumentalist, and composer, Ginger Shankar. Her most recent release was for the PBS POV series documentary, And She Could Be Next. Not only did Ginger score the documentary itself, but also, during a pandemic, pulled together and produced with William Stanbro, an all-star lineup for a companion album to the film, which is available now via Lakeshore Records. And now, on to the conversation. Ginger, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yes, or in yes. my own place. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to be where I'm at and speaking. <laughs> you know, it's this is the thing. That was going to be kind of my first question. I was going to throw you a softball, but like, uh, you know, 2020 has been a little bit weird, right? We can get that out of the way. Um, it's, yes. it's it's been a strange time. And how have you been? How have you been doing with? Uh, with all of this? I don't know. It's a good question. 2020 has definitely been strange. I think as an artist, it's been very weird just because we're on the road. Usually mm-hmm. we're performing even, even in terms of being in the studio, it's definitely been a very isolating year in that way. Um, just yeah. trying to figure out the new normal, you know? God, I know I keep hearing that said, you know, the new normal, the new normal. And then I get this creeping like dread. What if like, we don't know, we can't even fathom what the new normal is going to be yet. <laughs> you know, like, cause we've, we've <laughs> right. never gone through this, right? Like my whole life, you know, I'm used to the same thing. I come from a background of playing in bands and like touring and being able to be in a van for months at a time and like playing tons of shows and like being around a lot of people. And then just this year has kind of like reset this entire expectation to where it's like, will things ever go back? That's been a question I've asked like so yeah. many friends, like, will things go back to the way they were? Or are we going to have to find a new way to make the entertainment like work on a different level, right? Like that's deep. Yeah, it's it's such a weird it's such a weird reality because I don't know about you, but just the amount of you know concerts online and mm-hmm. live streams that I've been asked to be part of, and I just haven't gotten into that yet. I right. don't even understand it, you know. And well, because you know, it's different, right? You don't have someone yeah. right in front of you to, to like interact and react to. Exactly, exactly. And it's just, we're doing so many Zoom calls and Zoom uh-huh. interviews and Zoom meetings. It's just, it's so impersonal. And just, I don't, I still don't understand how that translates into the live space. I'm having a hard time with that, I think. I, I'm really with you on that. I'm kind of that way where like, you know, I enjoy creating and a lot of times I create alone, but at the same time, I like to share that, whether it's like with friends or in a live setting and to kind of strip yeah. that entire aspect of music away and say, okay, now I'm just making it's been right. a weird, like, or anything that I do is like po- posting it online, you know, because I'm recording sessions here and it's <laughs> right. like, it's just been strange. Have, uh, have you kind of found that like in this downtime of, of quarantine, especially in the early time, did you find yourself with any like new hobbies or revisiting things that you had kind of done before, but kind of lost touch with? I don't, I'm trying to think it's, it's been more of just, I think I'm working more than I ever have, which is kind of funny to say oh, because yeah it's just such a strange time, but just so many projects that I've been wanting to finish. And, you know, you finally have time. You're not on the road. Uh, yeah. And 
and and I realized how much I depended on being on the road as far as like kind of a change of space or change of scenery mm-hmm. to kind of reset and not having that has been very interesting. So yeah, I was going to say your that, productivity yeah. probably uh, kind of went up like just in, 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 in sheer like amount of time that you had like on your hands. <laughs> right. I mean, like right. that that's a benefit to all of us creatives. But at the same time, there's a line within that somewhere there's a line within that and i think we find our inspiration from the outside mm-hmm. and from performing and just from traveling and eating yeah. and all these things that we do and connections it's very strange absolutely yeah. absolutely so um, definitely more productivity but yeah, absolutely yeah. uh speaking on that like kind of like connection thing you have worked with some incredible incredible artists like you've done stuff with smashing pumpkins and the flaming lips and then one of my all-time favorite people in the entire world saul williams um, oh my goodness! With yes. <laughs> with Trent Reznor, and so that alone, that's unreal. How how was that? Was that uh, quite an experience? It was it was quite the experience because a friend of mine was working with Saul at the time and had asked me to come in and do something on the record, and I didn't know it was going to be um, him and Trent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a huge fan of both, and I've been a fan of Saul for years. Just he, you know there's not much you can say about him that hasn't already been said, you know? And so been a hero of mine for a long time. So that was was definitely a peak. (laughs) Yeah. And I've always seen, you know, any interview that I've ever seen with Trent Reznor, he seems like such a uh, very intense figure. (laughs) And like, so even just being in a studio as, as you know, a producer with him, I just couldn't even imagine like how he operates. But I, I also know that he's probably just got this like, way of working that just doesn't translate in interviews because you just can't pick up like who he really is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's very focused, knows a lot about what he's doing and gear and sounds and pedals and like very, very spot on with that. Oh yeah. That was, that was really interesting just in terms of how he mics things and how he thinks about things and just completely a tech head, which I wasn't expecting. So that, that was really interesting musically, of course, just, incredible oh yeah i mean that's yeah. that's super cool to get to like you know work with people and kind of see the the odd things that they do within production because there's <laughs> so many people that do you know i never think outside the box when i'm recording i think okay i know how to record drums so i'm going to set the mics here where i know where to put them and right. you know you see other people that just go by ear and do these crazy setups that just they just work it's it's amazing. I've been working with a friend of mine, bandmate, incredible composer, Vivek Madala, who's done so many film scores. He's somebody who I've toured with who's, who's exactly like that, too, where it's mm. just like, we'll have a song and the mic placement will be different. And he'll explain all these different things about just how he thinks outside of the box, how he records the piano, how mm-hmm. he... I love working with people like that, because like you said, you don't really think about that. And then you start thinking... exactly way beyond the music the sound and it's 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 really exciting to work with people like that yeah it it kind of like reinvigorates yourself because you start seeing okay wait a second i've just been playing my instrument the way that i've always played it but you know what there's a whole world of exploration from whether it's you know using pedals or just learning new techniques like exactly so much exactly and you play i mean you play a myriad of instruments you play piano cello violin um and the double violin. (laughs) Uh, I'm intrigued by this because I don't know much about it other than it has 10 strings and you are the only female to play it, correct? Yes. But 2020 is not over yet. Well, (laughs) you know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me about that? 
So it basically, it's a two-neck instrument. The top is violin viola, the bottom is cello bass. So it covers the orchestra range. And I used to travel around with a lot of instruments and violin and violas and to mic them. This was just, it was an instrument built with a whole orchestra range on it. And it has a really unique tone to it. It sounds closer to a voice. So for me to score, to perform, it was just kind of a very unique sound and, and I've been playing it for a while and I just I really I really love the sound of it and it's kind of yeah I mean it sounds like one of those instruments that are extremely versatile that you could like again yeah by taking away multiple and using just one thing it kind of makes yes. you not not necessarily limit your creativity but lets you focus on like staying within one instrument and just making pulling yes. different different directions out of it every single time exactly exactly well said that leads me into the score for this incredible documentary, And She Could Be Next, which was a two-part series on uh, POV. I watched it, and it was unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, was this something, like, have you always kind of had an active involvement in, you know, the political world and, you know, voters' rights? Or is this something new? And kind of what what brought you to this project? I think I've been involved for a while. Uh, there are members of my family that are hardcore activists. Mm. My great grandfather was uh, Mahatma Gandhi's right hand and is editor for his newspaper. So we like grew up listening to all of that. My grandmother used to tell us stories, and I've been a musician, but just kind of you can't not pay attention to what's mm-hmm. going on. So I think in the last six or seven years, I think it's been more and more. And this, this project was a no brainer. Um, Grace, Grace Lee and Marjan Safinia who directed it, Ava DuVernay EP'd it. And it's just such an incredible work of art. When you see how many women came together when 45 was elected and ground grassroots just organized and just, it was so inspiring. So when they came to me, I was like, of course, like, (laughs) I mean, seriously, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, it's pretty incredible the emotion that like it pulled, even though like I've kind of seen this play out, you know, like the the elections and stuff. But like watching uh, Congresswoman Tlaib and her son. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like tears, literal tears of a man that, you know, is watching the documentary, (laughs) not knowing behind the scenes and thinking, wow, like, yeah, that's all I can say is unreal yeah yeah i mean what they captured and i mean they they were out for years following Mm. these incredible women and just you forget how much is going on behind the scenes especially for women who have you know they have to deal with so many things and also pushing things forward because of the next generation and just we don't see any of that we just see the political Mm -hmm. side of it it was it was really like you said like i had seen these things before from the outside and it blew my mind when you knew what all the things that they were dealing with at the same time, you know? Yeah. Seeing that emotion from her son, you know, knowing at that age, you know, and understanding like what was going on, like at his age, I didn't know anything about politics. (laughs) I was not aware, you know? And so to see how like anxious he was and how, you know, passionate he was at that age, it's like, man, this is incredible because, you know, I, I see this younger generation already, taking a different, you know, stance because I, I personally have a 12 year old and let me tell you, I know all about TikTok and the, <laughs> the political side of TikTok that happens. It's and it's incredible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's this huge thing. She's telling me all the time, look at this, this is crazy. And I mean, like she gets news before I do sometimes. Right. And, like, I, 
it, it's mind blowing. But like they're so hyper aware at that age now that like when I was twelve, I was skateboarding and trying to like do as little as possible. Like, right, right. I just I, it's yeah. unreal. I mean, these kids are organizing marches and the climate yeah. movement and the gun. I mean, they're they're doing so much. And it's just, I think the access to information that they have too. You know, it's just they're thinking That's differently. It, yeah. They're, yeah, it's just it's it's so inspiring to see it because you go, okay, they had the strength to keep going for a long time. You know? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And, and then it was like you know watching watching the documentary, also seeing you know ads that I'm see I'm in I'm in Tennessee, so I've seen ads like this around here, but the. Uh, the rounding up illegals in his pickup truck. Um, oh, you know, good that's, Lord. Yeah. You know, so knowing that they exist is one thing, but then seeing it and being reminded again how outlandish this type of like, uh, the, the, how the political scene can be, it just kind of hurts you a little bit, you know, at your core. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange because I think people have been so, so shocked the last four years. I think yeah. I'm really shocked about what's been going on, but... I think so many other people have known this for such a long time. Exactly. When you think about even the last, you know, seven, eight years, standing Rock and Ferguson and just the reality that these communities have had to face, right? Absolutely. And and all these things. And then the rest of America is shocked when you see a crowd getting tear gassed. But it's like, this has been going on for a really long time. So I think the last four years have been such an eye opener to so so many people who kind of have been living in a bubble for a really long time, you know? I know. And it's only getting worse. You know, it's one of those yes. crazy things where I had to like, okay, I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm kind of a media and, and news junkie where I have to like take in everything all the time. <laughs> and, I think we all have become that too. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Good. Yes. I, I started to think that maybe like I just slipped into this weird version of my dad that I remember <laughs> from like when I was young where he always watched the news and that was like what he watched. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I had, to, I found myself kind of having to like turn it off during the days. Cause even when I worked, I would have it on in the background, but it started to become just like literally in my lifetime, I've never seen something to where it's not even month to month or week to week anymore. It's just day by day. Things are just yes. so outlandish that I look at it and I'm like, wait, no, this should, this, this can't be allowed. This can't be allowed. Right. 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 But it also feels like we're like frogs in, in that pot of boiling water where it's just mm. slowly incrementally getting worse. And we keep saying it and it keeps getting worse. Yeah. And so, so, the question is, how far does it go before before we do stop it? You know, exactly. and it's, it's been, I think, like you, I think so many of us we're watching everything all the time because it's you don't you don't know what's coming day to day mm-hmm. or what's going to happen. And yeah, I think I think we're just almost like shocked. I think is the word at this point. Yeah, like people yeah. just feel like numb to what's happening because you go, oh, that happened. That couldn't have happened. But numb's a good oh, way okay. to put it. <laughs> Because you, you know, think of so. like when when the pandemic started, right? And you think of how many months ago that was. But oh my god, time right. is nothing anymore. No, it's October. It's yeah. October. Yeah, yeah. It's... We were talking about March being inside for a couple of weeks. You know, oh. it's October. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a whole new world. Yes. So let's yes. talk. Let's let's lighten it up a little bit, though. <laughs> um, you know, because because we both know that, you know, now that polls are open, um, you know, there's going to be like really long polling lines. And it's just something, yes. though, you know, before we move on from it, that, that we have to emphasize like that four letter word, man, like we all have to do it. And, and we all and have to do it. The line might 
be terrible, but you can load your phone with plenty of media, you know, this, this album included <laughs> and, and, and yes. stand, and we can do this because we know that we're waiting and it, it, the wait is going to be worth it because it's for a change. It's for a change, you know, no, no more, no more of what we've been seeing. Exactly. No more. Just, you have to bring camping chairs, bring water, bring mm-hmm. whatever you have to bring and bring phone batteries, you know, chargers. It's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be a very interesting three weeks, but yeah, I think when I you know. see like how these communities are all turning out in higher numbers yes. than they ever have, it's yes. really encouraging. It really know? is. And I think that we need to just vote compassion back in, yes. right? Like let's start caring yes. about one another again. And then, yeah. you know, uh, everything will fall back into place. Cause I think that's where lo- the, the site's been lost. It's just, it's sad. It's sad. It's really sad, and it's not Republican Democrat at this no. point. It's just humanity, it's yep. compassion, it's empathy. Like yep. we have, we have to go for that before there's any more discussion. Absolutely, you know? I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So this this album, uh, you co-produced it with William mm-hmm. Stambro, and mm-hmm. uh, first of all, the roster of artists that are on this. Uh, what a fantastic collaboration! And I think you even pulled this together within quarantine didn't you yes (laughs) and that blew my mind when i heard that like wait how (laughs) so tell me a little bit about how this came together with so many heavy hitters during such a weird time oh my goodness so i think i'm trying to think back on when it was i think it was may or june i had this little light bulb idea of you know what let's let's make an EP, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's just, let's just do this. And not really thinking about what it was about as the, as the doc was coming out. And then we spoke with the filmmakers and we spoke with some of the impact partners about what was going on with Stacey Abrams organization and New Georgia project, mm-hmm. fair fight, all these places. And we were hearing that, you know, the whole idea of mobilization was being able to go door to door and getting the vote out. And now with the pandemic, it was going to be a hard thing to do because mm-hmm. people couldn't go to door to door and nobody knew what was coming in November. And so we had this idea of why don't we do this record and we'll pair up each song with the voting rights organization and using kind of artists outreach and socials, just have them use their platforms mm-hmm. to make sure people are going out and voting. And so we just started reaching out to our friends and it was incredible how many people jumped on board and were kind of feeling the same way of just like, we have to do something. We have to do something. We have to do something. And we started working on it. And the week that we started working on it, the protest started. Oh, wow. And I mean, all of us sunk into that. And it was just kind of like, what, what's Mm going to happen now? But, but that also ended up influencing the songs, Mm -hmm. the artists, what came back. It was, Mm -hmm. it was really incredible. And that's, during that time, the album got done. You know, it was about wow. a four to five week period. And it yeah. was such an intense time of just seeing what was going on, just being more like having to have some sort of motivation and light forward. Yeah. And I think it was just at that point, it was an adrenaline motivation, just like that we, we had to move Exactly. Forward yeah. You know, um, wow. I don't think, yeah. Just so, and just recording with people that were all over the world, people, we have people in New Zealand and London. People got stuck in different places. Our drummers in Switzerland. You know, just, wow. I was going to say, how yeah. did how did the... Uh, so, like, from start to finish, like, how did you even get this off the ground and begin the recording process? Because with everyone everywhere, I know now, especially more than ever in this past, like, you know, th- this year, I know what remote recording looks like. 
And it's way more uh, weird than I thought it was ever going to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we tried so many different things. And it was my, my songwriting partner, Sarah, she's in London at the moment. So we were trying Zoom and then we started FaceTime and then we kind of figured out a rhythm on how to write on FaceTime. But then with the time difference, we were writing at yeah. all different hours. And then, you know, when you're in the studio with musicians and somebody plays something or sings something, you hear it, you change it. Yep. This process of having to wait, getting the thing back, listening, you kind of get out of the moment. And we, we experimented with everything, Zoom recordings, mm -hmm. FaceTime, and it just depended person to person what worked. And it's oh, also I can't a hard imagine thing when you doing can't, a session yeah. through Zoom, you know, like for like <sighs> real fun. recording. Oh, not fun. It feels like there'd be a lot more stress on that. But then again, you know, getting a track sent to you um, and then feeling like you kind of need to give notes is also like a weird feeling, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Because we go through that as composers and we mm -hmm. just. Nobody likes notes. Right, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and when you're in a room, you can relay this, you know, to, to someone a lot easier. But then when you have to kind of take their part and distill it and digest it and then get back, it just takes a little of that, like, creativity. But th none of that was lost in this record. Like, it, it feels like it was extremely succinct, very pulled together. Yeah, I think that's a testament to the artist, too, and just the communication with everybody, being mm. able to talk on the phone and being open to it and not feeling weirded out by the notes or because also like when you have too much time to listen you start nitpicking like yeah. we wanted to be careful of that too of just first reaction what are the notes back let's get right. this done and let's not sit on these songs and overthink and over you know we want we want the feeling of what everyone's coming back with to really work here and so i think giving ourselves a really tight deadline and, mm -hmm. and that that really helped too of let's let's finish all these and just the talent that we had my god the roster was crazy and yeah. it was just kind of Alan yeah, Black starts it off, right? I mean, that's like <laughs> right out of the gate. Yeah. Okay, here yeah. we go. You know, we're in it. No pressure. No. Yeah, exactly. Live exactly. up to the rest of this album. Here we go now. <laughs> I mean, like when I saw the track listing, I was like, oh, this this is a, th wow. Okay. Uh, yes. This is a lot of singles. <laughs> like this is this is an album where everything is a single because it's all just like, it's all just great. Yeah, and just being able to go out to different people and just like, it was a concept album of, okay, yeah. this one, this one is about this thing and these are the people we want to work with. So each song told its own story. Yeah. It was really interesting to produce like that too, where it was just like, these are the five artists. Now, how do we get to reimagine this song? Because if you right. hear Saul Williams' song with Suzanne Dayham compared to Aloe's song, like you wouldn't even hear them on the same record. Yeah. Like it's so different, but everybody's voice together makes it feel like a cohesive yeah. piece, which I find really interesting, you know? And that was what I kind of thought was so cool about it was like, it's got such a diverse roster of people that it's, it's also in terms of like what its purpose is, it's going to get out to more like, yeah. it, you know, it, it's going to, it's going to spread through because people are going to check it out for one artist and then come across other. And then, you know, yeah. obviously the message, you know, is in itself, but people are going to discover so much from this. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to see what it turned into and what a message of hope it was. Yeah. Just to hear people's perspectives on where they come from and what's happening next, you know, and just I think that I think that opened everybody's minds up on this project. Yeah. If you think you have an experience, listen to that person. Right. Know? Listen to that person, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we do that musically but not necessarily personally. Right. That's uh, yeah. incredible. And so how much did you uh, produce as far as playing on this? I'm trying to think. On this one, 
usually everything came out of piano songs mm. and then they were kind of developed from there but each song I'm trying to think of each song has stuff of mine on it but definitely like drums and bass yeah, and just yeah. each each one depending on who's on who's on it definitely definitely played more on the score for sure yeah nice uh, this one was much more producing and writing and Okay, so that's what I was trying to figure out if you were more on the production side for this uh, and kind of, you know, sticking on the songwriting production side or if you kind of played, you know, multiple instruments throughout uh, because you have the ability to do so. Yeah, I think I played instruments through them, but definitely more of a production writing thing on this one. I think I only sang on a couple of the songs, but it was definitely more of just wanting to work with all these artists and having their voices through it. It was really cool. Yeah. Nice. That is so awesome. And w- about the uh, the score, what kind of uh, inspiration were you pulling when you kind of knew the undertaking that you were going into? Um, wh- what kind of gave you a starting point to uh, score such a long and, and beautiful two-part documentary? So I sat down with the fi- filmmakers at the beginning and their incredible editor, Julie, and we basically went through and we were talking about what each woman listens to. And we were trying to figure out like, what does Stacey Abrams listen to? Mm-hmm. What does Bushra listen to? What do we... <laughs> and just kind of getting inside their heads and hearing where their motivation comes from. Cause we didn't want it to sound like a typical film score. Like these are all women who come from different places and kind of what, what is in their head. And we kind of built from there kind of going, okay, Stacey likes this. So we're yeah. going to come at it. It's not going to sound like film score. So that was, that was really fun. It ended up being much more of like a pop rock R&B right. score. And, you know, it was, they felt more like songs. So even to the album, some of the instrumentals turned into songs on the record, you know, because yeah. it, it kind of was going in that direction. That's awesome. That's really cool that you're able to like pull inspiration from the people that are inspiring you from, you know, the film to like bring that right back in and kind of like, I mean, that's the most appropriate way I think to score something like that is it just feels right. Yeah, yeah. And just seeing them march and walk down and just like kind of being in themselves. And it's just, it feels, you kind of want to channel whatever they're channeling. Yeah. It was, it was really cool to hear, you know. That's amazing. So people can uh, watch and stream this on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And PBS. Yeah, and PBS. Awesome. And I, I highly recommend it. And the album came out on October 9th, so last Friday. Um, yes. On Lakeshore Records. And that's... Definitely something to check out. You know, if you want to give one more little encouraging, like get out there and vote, you know, right now is your time. Just like, <laughs> you know, I've been screaming it as much as I can, but, you know, people don't listen to me. So, you know. <laughs> I, I would just say that this this election is not really against two candidates. I mm-hmm. think it's really voting with your conscience, voting with empathy and, you know, making sure that 200,000 more of us don't needlessly have to die under people that really don't care about things. And I think that's the smallest thing you can do is to go vote, to make sure you're registered, get out there. And if you've already done it, drive people to the polls, volunteers, poll worker, because we're going to need a lot of help on election day because Mm -hmm. people that are saying your vote doesn't matter are really trying to stop it at this moment. So that should tell us everything Ooh. we need to know. Yeah, yeah, I hear that one a lot. I hear that one a lot. And it's a really tough one, um, you know, to, to hear people that, you know, they're kind of giving up on it right at that. You yeah. know, my yeah. vote doesn't matter. But no, no, no. It's, it's, no. we have to show up in numbers and we have to do this because it's, it's a united thing. And, you know, this is what we have fought 
to be able to do. So you have to do it, right? You know, and, and ninety-six million people didn't vote last election. Oh, it's an insane number. It's that, an insane number. That yeah. is a painfully insane number, and I very painful number. Yes, I don't foresee it going the same this time around. I think no, that maybe absolutely not. You know, that spark that two thousand sixteen started uh, has only just burned more and more, and I think. I'm hoping that, you know, these long polling lines aren't going to, like, discourage people and that everyone can just get out and do the right thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be an interesting next few weeks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I've got anxiety about the next few weeks. You know, it's – it's Yes. The time I is here. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, everybody, please go out there and vote. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. I hope you are able to stay creative and safe. And, uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing because it's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Take care. Squad on my left, crew on my right. Got the end game in sight. Never knew As always, thank you for listening. You can check out the album now via Lakeshore Records, as well as stream the documentary on Amazon and iTunes. Until next time, be safe. And be excellent to each other. To the perpetrators, fill a mama pain. Till it's just to serve like a Sunday plate with the candy ends and them kind of grains. Make the image clear like a sonogram. The future shifting like to kind of rain. Shake the system up until my sis come up rocking all pink like Ulabi gang. No cap. I am the truth of Sojourner. Slow burn like it's fire water. My whole team on some queen ish like we Freddie Merck on that vinyl thought. I told you, you don't want no problem with us. My conglomerate is deep like the Congo rivers. Never back down. Not in my background. Might just act up. Take the ring in the final quarter. See them Lisi Ray. The city told me paper earned, but the bill was costly. Came up in the struggle, now we blessed and we favored highly like the films are lost. See, every mention of a state trend, and we breeze through and change the climate like the temperature dropping. We love to see it when the vibe is grounded, but the goals is lofty. That's essential talking, right? Together we are, we are, we are, we, we are never broken. Squad on my left, two on my right, always down to the right. Yeah, together we are.